Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of OP Radio. I'm your host, Mac, with you again for another great week. We had a brief hiatus last week, but we're excited to be back. We've got some great guests here with you for you this week. I'll just go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Let's maybe start with Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Excited to be here. And thanks for having us up. So, hey everyone, my name's Charlie. I'm one of the co-founders and CEO of Decent.xyz. Up here with my co-founder, Will. Prior to Decent, was working in investment banking, covering the music sector, which is where I really got to know a lot of the needs for creators. Had been hacking on NFT applications, sort of nights and weekends, but was able to transition that to a full-time gig here at Decent when I had the wonderful opportunity of teaming up with Will and our, our now current co-founder group. What's up, folks? I'm Will. As Charlie said, I'm co-founder of Decent, as well as COO here. I previously was working, I, I initially co-founded a nonprofit organization out of school. We worked to set up a logistic network to connect surplus food from farms to food banks around the U.S. So the company was called the FarmLink Project. We, in the last three years, have rescued and transported over 130 million pounds of fresh produce, feeding you know communities in need around the country. After that, did tech and media consulting. My background was in you know economics, as actually as well as architecture, which is a little irrelevant, but. I've been around the, the space since, I guess as an observer, since about 2017, builder and contributor since 2021 with when I you know, teamed up with Charlie and started working on Decent. But yeah, our you know initial interest came from one of my good friends in college, actually was ended up being an early hire member of Uniswap. So you know he, he has sort of shepherded me into the space, but I'm lucky enough to be here today and, and excited to tell you what we've been working on. Thanks for that, guys. Sounds like you've got a, a bit of an eclectic background, the both of you, which I definitely appreciate myself. I wonder if uh, you guys could tell us a little bit about the decent origin story. Like, how did you guys meet each other and, and how did you decide that you wanted to create this NFT infrastructure platform? Yeah, for sure. So we actually each came to the idea independently, which was pretty funny. And it was our shared interest in, and vision for decent that brought us together. So I... I've, I've been covering the music sector, doing M&A investment banking. So I was working with a lot of the companies that independent musicians were using to facilitate their careers, in addition to like institutional song royalty funds. This was in 2020. So it was sort of like the early popularity wave of NFTs, I would say, as well. And ended up deciding that NFTs could serve as a really inter- interesting instrument to let like retail investors actually have access to artist royalties, helping helping you know artists gain capital on more equitable terms and also like letting fans participate in music in a way that was never before possible that that origin story is what led me to will and I'll let him take it take it from there and then maybe circle back with what decent is now but since that founding idea we've had uh, an incredible journey shaping decent into the more generalized protocol that that it is now yeah to charlie's point we were lucky enough to be connected by a mutual friend when you know after both of us had been sort of initially hacking on on similar ideas in parallel. You know, my interest initially in that music music use case for NFTs came from one of my best friends from college, one of our other co-founders, a guy named Xander Carlson. He and I went to school together. And, you know, when I met him initially freshman year, he was just an independent artist releasing from a distributor account. By, you know, senior year, he actually had signed to Sony's Palm Tree Records, where he's you know currently signed today. He's been touring with Kygo and, and and that group for 
you know, the last three years. And to Charlie's point, you know, we had, you know, started approaching NFTs as this instrument to make a more equitable system for artists. I, you know, I can hand it back to Charlie, but ultimately, you know, we started in, in sort of specifically exploring, you know, music applications for, for NFTs and Web3, but, you know, and, and did that actually in Y Combinator's 2022 batch. But since have, you know, through certain mar- market conditions and, and explorations and, and uh, experiments, we have, you know, ultimately come to, you know, what our current product is, which is multi-chain NFT in- infrastructure, as well as, you know, our, our core product, the box, which is uh, sort of a, a Stripe for Web3 single click transaction tool. So I'll, I'll hand it back to Charlie and he can, he can sort of walk through the, the progression of the, the last year. Yeah, so I think that like to Will's, to Will's point, the thing that like really drove our interest and the, the, the bit that we were excited about with NFTs and music was really this question of like how NFTs can facilitate a broader application. In this case, it would be, you know, property rights over the, the royalty assets. And that, that interest of like how NFTs could evolve beyond being like the digital collectibles unto themselves. So facilitating these like slightly broader applications in interesting ways is what drove a lot of our research and the products that we've released over the past 18 months. To that end, I'd say those initiatives very much led us to UMAC and Optimism, where we had an early conviction that NFTs and these NFT-based applications would have to exist on layer twos. At the, at the time, so this was probably last summer, there really weren't a lot of great ways for creators to deploy new and highly customized projects to layer two chains. So we, we evolved what was like a music NFT platform into a much more generalized protocol and NFT launchpad with like the express purpose of helping creators innovate across Arbitrum, Optimism, and Polygon. It's been, a, as I'm sure the Optimism team has felt, we, we ended up getting a, quite a bit of traction in these ecosystems as you know collectors and also creators like both became more and more excited by layer twos and and the both like user experience but also like efficient economic efficiency unlocks that that they that they have and as i would say like our protocol gained in popularity we noticed like this other like very pronounced and pernicious problem which was you know for the first time when multiple chains have you know strong strong market adoption it actually introduces like this really big new problem, which is how do you transact across chains? So we started working on a product, the box, which is what Will referenced. Will referenced at the end, um, and the the purpose there is you know really to make it seamless for collectors to transport in between these chains, just as easily as it is for collect- for creators to to deploy to them. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, and for those who may be familiar with some of these other NFT platforms in Web three. I wonder if you could just maybe explain a little more, like how would you differentiate decent? 100%. So I'd say that we have taken like a very strong infrastructure view towards towards our NFT development. So, you know, we think of like our customer stakeholder base, and I would say this is probably similar for other NFT platforms that, you know, you all might be using day to day. There's really like three key stakeholders. The first is developers. The second is creators really the lifeblood of the content you see coming off these platforms. And then the third is collectors. So, you know, how are you attracting enough liquidity to your platform? It's an enticing for creators to exist there. I think that each platform has made like really strategic and interesting decisions, prioritizing 
one of these groups more so than than the others. And for us, like the group that we've really taken a strong liking to is developers. So a lot of our de- a lot of decent tools, you know, they are accessible through our no code studio. We've had hundreds of creators, you know, be able to use that quite successfully, which you know we're really proud of. But probably the tool set that we spend the most time on and most time really refining is our SDK, which enables developers to build you know, pretty highly customizable NFT-based apps that we just wouldn't be able to gener- generally support in a no-code tool. And then our like protocol, and the protocol is both the NFT contracts and this cross-chain, this cross-chain uh, payments product. I think that to that end, like you end up seeing a lot of decent products in you know custom minting pages or other companies' sites, and most of like the NFTs that you know many of you in here might be holding from the decent protocol, like you, you probably didn't actually collect through our site, and that's actually something that you know we're really quite proud of, and we'll we'll continue to commit to moving forward. Interesting. Yeah. So there's this, you mentioned this sort of three-sided marketplace with developers, creators, and collectors. It sounds like you're more focused on the developers, but then also it sounds like with the box, that's more, it, it, am I correct in understanding that's more geared towards the collectors and creating this seamless cross-chain collection experience? Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, now that we were able to get the, I suppose, like supply side of applications moving with developers being able to you know build all these awesome projects like Super Collector, for example, on on Optimism, it is it is time to attack the other side of that marketplace, <laughs> which for us is is the collectors and making sure that there's always sufficient liquidity that these these applications you know have a strong strong user base to be selling into. And to the to the point of you know it, it, the box being this opportunity for you know creating a better user experience for collectors. You know the the tool itself is built to be integrated with you know any DAP, any protocol and, and platform out there. So it is a, you know developer focused tool with our SDK and APIs, or or also you know it, it's just integratable as a single you know, React component that just replaces the you know Mint button within any application. Where you know it's it's super seamless, easy to integrate and. Ultimately, the value prop that that is incredibly exciting about it is, especially for developers and and companies that are starting to either integrate multiple chains or build directly on you know one non-Ethereum chain, instead of collectors or users needing to either already be holders of the native token on that chain in order to interact with the application, the the box abstracts all bridging and swapping such that, um, you know, now any application uh, or any, you know, NFT marketplace can, with the box, enable uh, all collectors to just use whatever token on whatever chain in their wallet they'd like to. And in a single click, you know, purchase that NFT or make that transaction on whatever destination chain the application is built onto. So, you know, we like to say it, it's really enabling companies, developers, applications to meet their user base at the user's point of liquidity. So as we see this, this multi-chain future emerging where, you know, there's not just one main blockchain that is that is where all users hold their, their funds or where all applications are being built, the payment, the payment, modal is ultimately uniting that liquidity and making it so that really the application at a 
you know, interface level at a user level is relatively chain agnostic. Yeah. So crypto currently faces this challenge of, of like fragmented liquidity, right? There's all these like siloed blockchains. And from a user perspective, the, the, U, the UX is less than ideal. And so from what I'm hearing is that, you know, from a collector's perspective, they can mint and collect this NFT wherever they happen to be. And they don't need to go through the process, the often tedious process of, of bridging their assets to any given chain to collect their NFTs. Is that, is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So we, I think that we, we, our goal with Box is to provide a seamless checkout experience no matter what chain the underlying application is on. And like Will said there, I think there's like a few like interesting ramifications when it comes to uh, developers that, you know, using a product like the Box. The first is, which Will mentioned, there's been this like arcane expectation that users have to bring their own liquidity to an application to be able to interact with it. That works in like a single chain world, but you know, as like optimism in the OP stack proliferates, for example, that that imperative just like has to shift onto the application to meet users at their point of liquidity. The second is like when you think about like which ecosystems you know had strong adoption, like what apps people are using, a lot of it ends up being like misaligned with what the application developers should be prioritizing. So, like for example, because I hold all of my tokens on Ethereum. I might just stay within the Ethereum ecosystem, even if the apps that I'm using have a worse user experience, like aren't exactly catering to me or like my entrance or my like closest community and community priorities. But I'm just going to be there because it's easy and I can't imagine like bridging and swapping, et cetera. <laughs> I think like with the box, what this unlocks, particularly from the perspective of like the OP stack is like, okay, now I can just like go design, you know, something like Zora Network, which is like tailor-made and for the express purpose of you know having like a great nft ecosystem they can be focusing on you know both like the underlying chain the chain technicals but and like the the optimal user experience without having like any concern of users being able to access their application or like losing out on potential customers just because like they've gone off on you know this this road less traveled (laughs) so i think it's like an interesting to think of from the perspective of like we've seen liquidity be like this major network effect and like source of lock-in for both like chain ecosystems and applications. But it's interesting to think about like what changes when that liquidity actually becomes like exportable outside of you know single ecosystems. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think this stuff should be abstracted, right? Like it, you, you shouldn't have to go through this this painful process of of moving around all these different siloed uh, blockchains, right? If you just want to collect this NFT, you should be able to do it from wherever you are. A hundred percent. And, you know, the sort of data that that, that we collected and, and some of the different, you know, research that we did while developing this product was in talking to hundreds of both creators and collectors and other companies that we have gotten to know in the space, we we put, you know, asked questions. We, we had a survey and of hundreds of responses, over 80% of people said if they go to a a platform or a marketplace or to purchase an NFT or make a transaction and they don't have the native token on that blockchain to transact, that instead of going and having to bridge and swap on external sites and then go back and make that purchase, they'll just leave. So really what this, this product offers to developers and applications is this opportunity to not just widen the addressable customer base from the you know current holders of 
you know, the native token on whichever uh, chain the, the application is built, as well as, you know, plus the, the small amount of people that will do that, that bridge and, and swap uh, in order to make that transaction and actually opens it up to all these applications now can address the, the market of any holder of any token on any chain. And so it, it really does you know, widen the, the target market for companies and experiences as well. Yeah, I think, you know, probably a lot of us on this call, maybe we've been in crypto and we're sort of used to the the bad UX and, and we've we've probably put in a lot of effort to do certain actions on chain, but really that should not be the case, right? It should be very simple and very seamless because I agree with you, Will. I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm, it's like I'm trying to do something and you just hit multiple roadblocks along the way. And each of those roadblocks is a, is a potential drop-off point for a person in their journey. <laughs> yeah, it's like this you know, very conspicuous Stockholm sim- syndrome that has persisted through through the the folks that have stuck around, you know, interacting with all these applications. But it just like doesn't have to be that way, right? <laughs> so that's why we're we're particularly excited about about the box. Awesome. And so it sounds like the box has been your 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 current focus up until now. I wonder if you could tell tell me tell me and, and tell the folks listening a little bit more about what your current focus is and um, goals moving forward. Like what do you, what's the roadmap uh, look like for the rest of the year and moving on? Yeah, absolutely. So we just actually released the box is SDK publicly on Monday. So we're currently working with a handful of teams across, you know, right now four chain ecosystems being optimism, Arbitrum, Polygon and Ethereum to install the box and start, you know, having, I would say probably 10 to 15 applications that'll go live with it over the next couple of weeks here. It should, should inform, give us some nice data points and case studies about, about how it's being used. From there, we're actually going to be adding a handful of additional chains that are promising. So another, that'll be another exciting, exciting roadmap item for us. And I would say like the final piece from, you know, technical perspective on where, where we'd like the box to get to. Is actually like spending quite a bit more time within the OP stack and being able to support L2 to app chain bridging as soon as any app chain has been deployed. So, you know, there's still like this open question of, you know, how can a new app chain be able to port users over without, you know, some existing bridge like a Stargate Axelar wormhole type, you know, adding support for that network, which is a, you know, high, high threshold for, for those chains. We have some, some ideas there. I think like, where you all can expect to see the box is certainly like within applications, like at the point of sale with a lot of NFT platforms, which is, you know, was the original inspiration for going on this, this path as, as reading a lot of the experiences that, you know, we've had with Decent as we've discussed on, on this, on this show. But it'll also, I think, start to slip into a few other, a few other applications, probably most notable of which is Fiat on ramps. So. You know, how do you go from fiat to ETH on optimism as smoothly as possible? And then getting back to your UX point, Mac, the actual like act of clicking buy once you have tokens in MetaMask is really quite seamless. It, it might be like the best payments experience that like has ever existed. It's just getting that money on chain to begin with and into the right spot is an unbelievable nightmare. <laughs> so we think that's the other spot that the box starts to play a, a significant role. And to, to Charlie's point about, you know, the, the box being able to, you know, plug in immediately with new chains as they pop up, but also, you know, existing you know, protocols and applications. I think as, as the sort of multi-chain, you know, macro vision for the future of NFTs is, is proliferating, there's also this 
you know, this idea of, of sort of modular pieces of blockchains as well. You know, one one example is like Eigenlayer that is has gotten a lot of publicity recently. And, you know, what Eigenlayer does really well is sort of solve that 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 cold start problem, cold start problem of, you know, those nodes. But ultimately, with the box as well, you know, we see the, the box being a really seamless way to solve that cold start problem for, you know, new chains and protocols with regards to liquidity and actually to try, like Charlie said, porting those users over. And so, you know, the vision really for Decent moving forward is, you know, the box is our core product. The box is what we are focused on. And, and we really see, you know, it being the de facto, you know, transaction mechanism and, and modular piece for the, the payments part of interacting uh, across the Web3 ecosystem. And really, you know, the, the, the vision of, of where it goes is, uh, akin to really a, a Stripe product for, for Web3. Yeah, and for anybody who's been paying attention, there have been a slurry of NFT platforms migrating to OP mainnet of late, one of which is Decent, of course. And so I'm just super excited about what the future may bring. I think a lot of the groundwork is being laid right now and just making it a lot easier for uh, devs, collectors, and creators alike to create NFTs and just super excited and curious to to see where this is going to all end up. I think it's very bullish for all creators. And yeah, super excited to have you guys working in the Optimism ecosystem. It's been a pleasure working with y'all. We love working with you too, Mac. And you know, one small point to add for, for anyone you know, in, in the audience that is either building a product or is a developer, you know, one, we will be at ECC. So if you're around there and, and want to meet up and talk, let us know. Two, over the next month or two, we will also be, you know, exploring opportunities to be hosting different hackathons and sort of developer focused events. And really, I think one of the, the biggest points of pride over the last 18 months that, you know, hasn't changed about us and our team is we are, we take a lot of pride in our support and responsiveness and ability to be really hands-on with our users. So please always feel free to, to reach out and we are happy to get you connected to our developers, to our core team and, and, and help you integrate or, or uh, even you know, brainstorm and ideate on how you can take advantage of, of the box and, and other products to, to make your experience as easy as possible to build what you're doing. You know, we really want to make it so that as a developer, as a, as a, a founder, as a builder, you're able to focus on your core product and what you're putting out into the space, not worrying about some of these other you know, connection points and, and how to you know, be innovating on, on these, these smaller user experience uh, pieces that you know, we were able to offer in you know, really easy integration ways. Yeah, you guys were absolutely incredible. You held my hand through some of these commemorative NFT deployments, the WorldCoin NFT Retro PGF3. So super appreciate that. Um, I don't know if that's going to scale, Will and Charlie. You might need to figure something else out. I think you got on some some calls at some late hours with me, but you were definitely extremely helpful. So appreciate that. Of course. Yeah, it was our, our pleasure. And on the scalability point, that'll always be something that we hold dear to decent, so we'll make it work. But, but. You might need to get your own computer, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a little inside joke because whenever I talk to Charlie and Will, they're, they're always on the same computer. <laughs> the behind-the-scenes magic of OP Radio. <laughs> That's right. Cool. Well, I think we're kind of winding down here, guys. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Maybe direct folks that want to learn more about Decent, where they can go to do so. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on. For anyone who wants to learn more about Decent, 
But you all can click on, I think, the Twitter link in the in the banner up here. You can find Decent on Twitter. We have a bunch of posts on the product releases and then, you know, links to our website and the relevant documentation. But other than that, it's, you know, been a, been a pleasure building in the Optimism ecosystem. You know, we buy into the, the, everything that you all are doing. So, you know, app chains, the new smart contracts, future is optimistic, and there's going to be a lot of great stuff going on. Charlie, I'm just now noticing you even, it looks like you have a little OP red in your, in your PFP. <laughs> got it. Got to support even subliminally, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. I really enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to continue to, to working with y'all and the team at Decent. A hundred percent. Thank you, Mac. Uh, last, last piece to just add to that call to action is if you, you know, click into that thread, like Charlie said, you'll see there is, you know, amongst other NFTs that have already been deployed using the box, there is a, a commemorative NFT, a free NFT that we deployed and you can go actually use the product on our, on our site right now. So for all of you that, that want to test it out, please go check it out, you know, mint, mint an NFT cross chain and Please, you know, for, for you, for, for anyone that you tell about the box, let them know we are always open to hearing feedback. We, we love feedback, positive and negative. I think in a lot of ways, negative is you know, even more helpful. So, so please uh, feel free to reach out at any time. And for those listening to this later, the Twitter handle is at DecentXYZ. That's at D-E-C-E-N-T-X-Y-Z. Thanks again, Will and Charlie. It's been a pleasure and we'll see you later. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Stay optimistic. Thanks, Mac. Thanks, Matt.